Hello and welcome to another episode of What We Could Have Been with me, Chelsea Grimes. This is a podcast about how our lives can take unexpected twists and turns, something I think that we've all witnessed in the past few weeks. You know, we did decide not to put an episode out last Wednesday because, you know, it just didn't feel fit and it didn't feel right for me personally. So we decided to pull the episode this week we've decided to put one out because I had a lot of messages from people just saying that the podcast you know it picks them up they take a bit of positivity out of it and I think that's that's what we need a little bit of that right now sending love to everyone but given everything that is going on right now perhaps it's fitting that my guest on this week's episode is the daughter of immigrants who came to the UK from Kosovo Dua Lipa is a number one selling Grammy and Brit award winning singer songwriter and she's also someone who uses her fame and her social media platforms to raise awareness of issues that need to be discussed. The interview was recorded a few weeks ago whilst in lockdown before everything going on in the world and at that point you know we did have other things on our mind. Her album had just went to number one which I co-wrote a song on but if there's anything you can take away from this podcast and do a story it's that you should never give up on your dreams no matter where you come from. This is what we could have been, and this is the amazing Dua Lipa. Cause it kills me every time that I see what we could have been. Hello. Hi. How are you, Gorge? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Can you see? Well, are you drinking already? Don't tell Babe, me you're drinking already. This is for us, which I'm cheersing. Congratulations. I'm obsessed with you. Thank you. Why have you not got a glass? You're number one. Number one album, I don't know. Baby. I feel like I just woke up. <laughs> well, even if I have just woke up, this is for us anyway. This is for us. Oh, cheers, my darling. Cheers, babe. How are, you, how are you doing? What have you been up to? I'm good. Do you know what? I've still kind of been working remotely as much as I can. But it's been it's been weird and it's been good and it's just I don't know it, it's it's been interesting to be in London for such a long time like I don't think I've spent this much time in London like for five six years almost you know Babe, last so time I seen crazy. you you told me that you would only slept in your bed I think it was like three nights out of like six months no no it was like but when I counted this is like the year of 2018 I counted how many days I'd slept in my bed in London for the whole year 22 days and that was like on and off for the whole year 22 Um, so this I've, I've definitely beat that record already in the year 2020 but yeah it's it's been it's been interesting but it's been fun it's been a cool like learning curve have you been holding up babe I'm perfect I'm back home in Liverpool so I've just been yeah. hanging out with my mum and my family I've been working out a lot so I've been I know you've been looking so fit yes <laughs> but um I'm trying to get your abs I'm trying to get your abs but I've seen you in the garden and you've been like just hanging out and I guess it's been it's been nice for you if you, if you not you haven't missed like the all early morning flights and no, it's been, it, I, I, the thing is, is like, I'm learning to enjoy this like time, this stillness, because everything has been so go, go, go that I'm just like, okay, I'm learning to be more patient. I'm learning that nothing's as, as urgent as maybe it has seemed for the past like few years that I have been able to do stuff from home. And it, it's just been, it's been interesting. It's been different. I do really miss traveling and I miss, <laughs> you know, being on the road and, having to do like TV performances and stuff from home has been a challenge in itself. 
The Radio but, One thing was amazing. Oh, thank you. That was really, so really fun. I'm so happy with the way it came out. It was so cool with all the artists and, and yeah, it was epic. And but, what about what yeah. about um you obviously went number one, the album. Woo! Um what did you do? I made off, come on. Um what did you do to celebrate? I had a couple of bottles of wine and <laughs> I watched a movie and I just chilled, you know what like it's I, I just kind of I was at I was at home, I FaceTimed with all my friends. You know, it, it was it was very chilled, but it was special. Like I was it was exciting. You know, oh, I, I so, couldn't believe so I had a number one record. So I, I was over the moon and oh, a, a bit. And our song sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so I good. So good. Right, okay, we're gonna start. I miss Let me you. Just... What the hell? I've missed you. Can you just remotely cheers me? Yes. <laughs> right we're gonna start this so this is what we could have been and basically we are gonna start from way back because you know what i don't i went into my emails and i typed your name in and i typed mine in and i found the first time we worked together was the 24th of november 2014 2014 oh my god i feel like an old woman <laughs> i know i feel like an old woman and i couldn't remember the song but it was called baby you can drive <laughs> do you know what and we did that with phil phil didn't yes may i, I remember really clearly i i was just thinking about it the other day i remember clearly <laughs> meeting you with a tile yard with it and i was like hi nice to meet you and you're like hi i'm doing and i was like you're okay you were stunning you're darker then tiny oh, little stop. thing and then we go and we write a song and just i was just thinking like bloody hell what has gone on do us since then you've had like i don't know multi 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 number ones loads of fucking records grammys can you believe what that has done since then like can you believe it no i can't i can't believe it i completely like i can't believe since 2014 we've been like working together and and it's crazy I've got like this crazy like butterfly feeling in my belly right now. Can you still remember that moment though? I can clearly remember that. No, I can, I can clear. I mean, see, I, I like, I was like, we were with Phil, we were in Taliyad. <laughs> I remember all these the moments. The smallest they, studio. It's crazy because they feel like not so long ago, but when you say 2014, it's crazy. It's mad. So, it's crazy we had to start there because it is madness because you have literally I mean we've started the podcast off very highly with you but like obviously the whole show is about what we could have been so I, I just want to talk about that moment leading up to that what was like the I, I'm I'm very fascinated by how people you know in every career field do make it what is the moment where you actually thought okay I can do this I always had like a bit of confidence in me that I was like, okay, I, I can do this. I need to work really hard, but I really think I can do this. Like I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. Like I always wanted to do music and I, I, I felt like almost like my life depended on it. Like I wanted to do it so badly that I was like, I have to make this work. Obviously there, there were times when I was just like, oh my, I, I just, you know, it, the, the ball game is, is so big and you have to, I don't know, you have to stand out in your own way. And it was, honestly, I, I was still 
like thinking whether I could do this when I got up on on stage at Glastonbury in 2017 like my album had just come out and that was the first time when I was like oh maybe I can do it <laughs> yeah thousands of people at Glastonbury and you're like mm. it was moments before I went on stage when I looked out and I didn't see very many people and I was like shit no one's gonna show up I was like no one's gonna come and see me and then when I went out on stage, it was completely full and it was raining and people were still outside, like waiting and, and watching me. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe this could happen. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that as well. Like, what was the moment? Obviously, I think you've just answered that question. But like when you thought, okay, yeah, it's happening now. But also, I think I remember when we were writing once, I wanted to know like, you know, when it doesn't happen or maybe when you've had like a bit of a knock, because we all know this journey up to the top, mm. you know, there's a lot of things that go wrong, but it's the way you bounce back. And I, I think we were writing a song, I remember, and something had happened. Like, I think it was a video for you or something. I remember we went for a drink and I was like, just chill, babe. I was like, listen, I've I'll been never dropped. forget that. That again, we were like in strong rooms. We were writing. This is in East London. And I was so upset because I, well, it, it was just like, my album wasn't ready to like be released and I was still like writing and I didn't feel like I was getting to, to, I wasn't getting, like I wasn't writing the songs that I wanted to write. And I don't know, everything was kind of put on hold. We didn't end up putting out a video. Like we delayed a video for a little while because I wanted, well, we just wanted to write more. And I just thought I was just like, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll never come out and maybe I'll never put my album out. And maybe, yeah. but I think everything just needed time. You know, I was so, Oh my goodness. And you're like, come on, babe, let's have a drink. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got a drink here, but that was my go-to. If we couldn't think of a lyric, well, maybe no, we, we did have a lyric. lyric. Let's go downstairs. There was and a bar then, downstairs. Great yes. bar there. Great bar. And we used to go down and we used to have a drink and just talk about life, didn't we? I miss those times. I mean, we still I do that. Yeah, we still do. We still do that. It's just a bit different now. Like when we went out for a drink last time, I think we were with BB Rexer instead and she was rhinestoned up. Wait, what? Remember we went out with BB Rexer? We were in Soho House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and she's funny. We were like all drinking. She's like, can I just have vodka on the rocks? I was like, what? You're yeah. mad, you <laughs> We're like taking it slow and she just went full <laughs> in the way. And I was like, all right. Yeah, well, but it's, it's, it's so it's so cool. People always ask me now. They're like, oh, has she changed? I'm like, that girl has not changed a thing. It's just that the things around <laughs> that have, you know, maybe changed. But you're still you're still the same person, babe. And I love you for that. So obviously that's that's a bit of a that's a bit of a time when we remember it was it was a bit wobbly. Well, not even wobbly. Like you just said, things have to happen, don't they? They have to come back sometimes. Everything. That's out. when I got my tattoo. This one, patience on my hand. Because it was like, it was such a reminder that everything just takes time, you know, and you just have to work really hard. And, you know, it, it can be frustrating because you, you have to play the long game. You have to spend the hours in the studio. You have to write. You have to try and beat what you have. Like, I feel like at some point I was like, yeah, this is like my best song. And then, you know, I, I would feel, I, I don't know, like it, it was such a learning like I just learned so much during that that first album you know I think you always have to try and like beat your personal best and you always have to just keep writing and you just have to keep expressing yourself because 
no matter how much you think you know, you're always, always learning and you're always coming up with, you know, better ways to, to explain yourself. Like I, I've definitely become a better writer in the second record. I learned so much from people like you and other songwriters and people that I worked with because of the way that you guys can express yourself. And, you know, I learned to be vulnerable and I learned to create really like meaningful relationships, like with the people that I, I work with because I, I became so open. And I think, you know, we, we are, it, it doesn't, obviously I'm not saying that with every single person that you work with, you're going to create meaningful relationships. You really have to click with those people. But I was really fortunate to get to, get to be put in rooms with, with amazing people like you that are so open and so easy to communicate with and, and allowed me to be myself. I think that's a big, big part in, in songwriting and you always strive to to do better you always strive for a better lyric you always strive for a better word you always strive for a better way to explain yourself and that has taught me to always you know do the same yeah I definitely feel um, that that's me isn't it to a T, babe like I walk in and I'm like every, some people are like hello how are you I'm like hello oh I've just had made with me beard this is just stuff yeah <laughs> but I'm like that is me and I wear my heart on my sleeve and and like I try and do the best but that is one thing what you just touched on which I massively saw the difference from writing with you on the first album to the second mm. album you were just so you like not like you were afraid first but obviously it's a brand new thing for you and everyone you're writing with uh, you know they've done it before they go in they put shit ideas down with this time you were just coming out and you were like I, what about this what about this and I was like whoa you have grown so much is it like you were just coming out with stuff that I never thought you could do and that's crazy and like even thinking Thank about you. the next album like how amazing you're gonna be like you fucking hell you won't even need me by then <laughs> I'll just be no, coming see, for the, I, for the I, love, I love working with my friends and I feel like this album came out so fun and had such good energy and gave people good energy because of like the surroundings it was made in like it, it being you know done with all our friends and everyone having fun and dancing around and there wasn't a moment where it really felt like work and if we couldn't get something like we could just move on to something else and there was no like pressure with it and I felt like I definitely felt some pressure like in the first record like I felt like I really needed to prove myself and to be like I write and these are my stories and this is what mm -hmm. I want to say and whereas this time around like I was around people that I was so comfortable with that you know speaking about my experiences and writing things and not being afraid to be shit you know yes. was <laughs> I think was was important and and I'm grateful for you guys really for for letting me just be myself no babe we're grateful for for you like you've you've allowed me to put that on my resume not being a part of another number one <laughs> album that gets me a few more dates <laughs> what was I gonna say I was gonna say up. Do you, are you having fun? Like, okay, so go right back again to obviously 2014. Is it, you're, you're literally doing now. I mean, I don't know if you've maybe done more than what you thought you could even dream of. You know, you won a Grammy, babe, for the best new artist in the world. Like, when you, <laughs> when you think about that, are you having fun? Is it exactly what you thought? Is it, what, are, what, what is different in your head from a kid dreaming about this? Oh my God. It's, it's more than I ever imagined was possible. I mean, I, first of all, to be really honest with you, I never thought I'd get this far. Not because I didn't think I 
could. I just didn't know that something like this was like possible. You know, every time that I went out on stage, like it was so exciting and, and, and going back to the same places and seeing the rooms grow was, was really, you know, was special. And, you know, the Grammys, I, I feel like that moment, I have to sometimes watch it back to remember it because I feel like when they called my name, I definitely like blacked out. Like it was such a surreal experience in my life that I don't know. I, I, I it's hard to. Where to is you, Grammy, by the way? Where are they? Yeah, they're, they're in my flat, but I had a flood, so I'm in an Airbnb right now. Oh, <laughs> but they're in my flat. <laughs> Okay, you haven't they're put like them in the toilet the or anything fireplace. on the on the huh? fireplace. The, I said yeah. they're not in the toilet; they're in the fireplace. <laughs> no. no, the whole toilet thing was a joke. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's you know it, I don't know. It really does blow you away the kind of things that you can do and how things are really connected and you know I know with you and and football and and you know being able to do both those things for me a touch on that was be, being able to perform at the Champions League I was like I had no idea that I could get, get into that we are getting to that on that stage and and you know see the Liverpool fans <laughs> like kind of singing one kiss and I was like wow it's so crazy how music does just bring people together like no matter what I, cause when I went out on that stage I was like I don't know what kind of football fans I actually <laughs> want to hear right now but it, it was it was special and it was fun and it was cool to see how things are really intertwined and the different things that you know my my the different experiences my job has like taken me to that I'll never forget for the rest of my life I'm I'm it's everything I could have ever dreamed of and more and it, it really just makes me want to work harder because I just want to, I, I just want to keep experiencing different things. And even though I, I, I'm, I'm experiencing releasing an album at home, this is an experience in itself that has been so important and has brought me together with people. And I'm doing podcasts where I'm, I'm talking about, you know, with my friends that I'm talking about very personal things and, and things that maybe I wouldn't maybe open up about as much, yeah. you know, with, with, other people or if I was doing a live stream it's been interesting how much I, I speak about every song and what it means to me and where it came from and and that has brought me closer to my my like listeners as well so it's been interesting I don't know it's, it's <laughs> I love cool. that. I, I, you just I'm so grateful for my job I, I really love my job no I mean <laughs> I just love you anyway, but what you just touched on it there, obviously you're not going to get away without talking about Liverpool with me. That's obviously, I was going to talk about a highlight and a low light. For me personally, just knowing you, seeing, obviously we didn't win that night, but who cares about that? You performed (laughs) and you are now a Liverpool national treasure. When I meet people and they say, oh, Chelsea Grams, you're right, we do it, don't you? They don't care. They just want you in Liverpool singing one kiss so everyone in Anfield can go absolutely wild. Like, you are a Liverpool fan now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely honouring Liverpool <laughs> fan. And the reason I say that was because I have to be a both, li- and I, I know people are going to hate this, but I have to be both a Liverpool and an Arsenal fan because my dad's an Arsenal fan and I really, really can't do him dirty like that. So I have to be both. <laughs> but my manager, Ben, also is big, big Liverpool fan. So it was like a big career highlight for him as well when I got up and performed <sighs> at the Champions League. And I absolutely love Liverpool. 
Can you say you've got enough to do a little bit? Because I know loads of Liverpool fans are going to be listening to this. You're going to have to do a bit of a bit of scout. So just say, just say, is right la? Can you say that? Is right la? Yes. <laughs> is right la? Okay. So that was a highlight for you, obviously. What about the low? Like, what's been like? I'm sure there's not that many, but there must have been, you know, someone once told me it was an old manager I had and it was kind of like the only bit of sense he ever said, but he said to me (laughs) one time, you know, sometimes you get to a door and it's kind of like passing through phases in this career, mad, crazy world. And sometimes when you get to a door, you have to trade something in to get to the next, to get to the next phase. Is there anything where you felt like, not like you've had to exchange, but something that was a really hard decision for you to get to like, to get to the next phase? I think really, you know, I, I, I guess I pushed back my first record twice. And that was, that was really hard for me. That was like at the point when we were like kind of sitting down and having a drink. And I don't know, it, sometimes it feels like when you're working, there's kind of no finish line almost. And I'm also the kind of people, person that I like to do something. I like to finish it. I like to go on to the next. And I just, that's the way I... I, I I work so sometimes when you're working with no finish line which which sometimes can be you know an album which really is like a labor of love you have to have the patience to just keep working and sometimes you can be you know at times disheartened and feel like it's never going to come out or never going to see the light of day and that can be really frustrating but you know everything is happens as it meant as it's meant to and I really really believe in that and you know, those times were kind of hard, but it works out. So I guess that was... It works out, yeah. Like you've said, I mean, babe, honestly, you can't say much more, can you? You've just done, you know, number one album. There's no higher than that in the country that you are. You are the number one album in the country. It's just mad. Like It is mad. I can't, every time you say it, I'm like freaking out. It's just mental, but it's so... I'm going to top up in a minute, so don't don't have to tell me twice. I was going to say, I wanted to always in the podcast do like a little hero moment. Like everyone knows, you know, your family, your friends, your management. But is there being anyone who maybe doesn't get as much light shed on them where there's a time now for you to say, you know, if it was a footballer, maybe it's the kit man in the dressing room who always puts his arm around. Is there anyone or many people maybe you could mention and just say like in the lowest of low or when things haven't gone right, these people have had me? Well, I guess in the in the in the lowest of low, apart from, you know, family and my team and my my like my my three like best friends my closest ones like Rosie, Ella and Sarah who have, who have always had my back. Like it really has been like you, Sarah Hudson, coffee. They've really held my hand through it. You know, I've had peers that I've looked up to during the whole point of my career that have really looked after me and have really like helped me strive for the best and have become some of my closest friends and people that I'll always go to and people that can always count on me. And I know that I can count on them and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for you guys because I guess you've been nothing but honest, good idea, bad idea, like good times, bad times, difficult, you know, moments in my life, even if it's not been, you know, about writing personal times, I think we've just really, been there for each other really and and I try and and, and talk about all the people that I I work with and all the songs that I make with people and 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 I I like to you know 
champion you guys so much because you really have been such a big part of my life in this process but you know maybe people don't hear about it enough and so again 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 no honestly when I seen like when you do the mentions you know because for me obviously like I said you're living your dream but for me even to say like I'm an actual I'm a songwriter for like someone like Dua Lipa like that's mad because you're my mate and I love you but when you say that out loud to people they're like what like you know do it I'm like yeah like I know it. <laughs> long <And they're> time like, <laughs> but it's like even you know oh yeah that's another little fact that I wanted to bring up like I was laughing the other day because um, someone tweeted me and said oh you know Kiss and Makeup was the first song at Coachella that was bilingual performed at Coachella. like we broke a record in history like and that was just from me and you I remember that clearly because I just had murder that morning with me beard and I think you had an argument with your boyfriend and I was just like ah oh. and then we, and then we just song. wrote this song yeah. and it's and it's now become the first song in history <laughs> I know. Like, it's just like that that stuff you allow you you know, you've made that happen obviously by being this amazing artist that you are, but it's just mad that we can go in a studio and write just what's going on and do that. It's just mental. Yeah, it is. And and I'm I'm grateful to get to do it with people that I really love and I bloody love you, Chelsea. I love you too. And going obviously we've got to talk about love again because you know A oh, baby. Dear. Oh that's, my, my favourite song that we've written together. It's my favourite song. You sound for one amazing. Then the strings, then the little sample that they've got going on. And also, because I think when I when I come in the studio that time with you, every time we don't see each other for a good few months, I think that was almost a year. And then every time I've got like a new girlfriend or a new story or some drama going on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sack that one that's been binned. And I've got this new one. And, you know, I'm in I it know. again. Oh, God. By the way, that one's, that about, one's gone. <laughs> I think what's good about have you got a new girlfriend again? I am. I'm single again. I've been a single for like six weeks, babe. But listen, I can't. I can't with it. You crack me up. Listen, love we only live once because it it was written for no one in in mind. You know, it was it was like a manifestation of bringing love into our life and being like, okay, I can't believe. I can't. There's something left in my chest. This whole podcast, we're just giggling like little girls. The producers are on screen. They're like, oh my God, what's she doing? She's pissed. No, but but the the funniest memory from that song is that I remember we were doing the lyric and it cracks me up still because I remember I kept being like, ha, damn. And you were like, it's goddamn. I'm like, it's goddamn, Chelsea. You're like, hot damn. I'm like, no, it's not. Hot damn. I think Hot I damn. Like, God no. damn. But I, I did hear a radio interview that you done and you said it was your favourite song. So that is enough for me. Yeah, I oh, do love vibes. that one. High five, high babes. Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we've been there. Obviously, the podcast is called What We Could Have Been. You kind of tapped into it before and said you had no other option, but I feel like we should just go back into that is there anything else if this didn't happen for you the serendipity moment didn't come into play what would your life look like right now honestly I'd probably still be trying I'd still be at Tal Yard <laughs> reliving 2014 <laughs> trying so hard would you still be there yeah yeah I'd still be there I just I, I can't believe you really took me back down memory lane I can't believe the first time that we worked together was 2014 
we got to dig out that song and find it and, and have a little giggle, honestly. We've got to. I'll try and find it for you. I'll speak to Phil. But what what is the moment then? What? Okay, let's finish here. Yeah, let's finish up. And what do you think the moment was? That serendipity moment like we spoke about. Was it, I don't know, was it meeting your management? Was it not meeting the right management? Was it, what was the thing that you think glued it all together? Honestly, when I met Ben... He just kind of he like I met him and everyone the next listening day, by the way Ben is your manager right Ben is my manager yeah so when I when I met Ben like we had a quick meeting and I played him like a couple of really bad demos but he he like liked my voice and and he believed in me instantly and he put me in the studio literally the next day with Adam Midgley and Tommy Baxter who I wrote hotter than hell with. And after working with them for, for like a month, we wrote Hotter Than Hell. And, and I remember getting that demo. That's when I first heard about you because they sent that demo and a cover. I think you'd done a cover or something. I can't, I can't remember it now what cover they could have <laughs> sent. But it, it was like it, it immediately, like he just believed in me and just put me in the studio. And that was like my first taste of like properly being in and writing and, and experiencing that. And it was, I guess that, that moment that I was like okay I'm starting but I was still working in a restaurant at the time was you yeah 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 I was was you any good at that yeah it was great I had a great time I was working in Soho I was working at Bodega Negra oh I love that place and I was partying a lot then I would go to the studio in the morning and just do the same thing every day all over again until I guess when I got signed and I quit my job so you could have still been there right now. I go there a lot. That's actually a date spot that I tend to go to. So I could have a date been... spot. It's a good date spot. It, it's, it's a good. A good date it's spot. it's got good lighting, so it's quite dark. So if they turn up and they're a bit catfishy, then you can kind of deal with it. You just have to squint a little bit and like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've got it all figured out. I feel like. You your podcast and do dating one with Chelsea Mate, that, that's that's next series that's next series but what what is it do it listen we all love you we you walk in the studio you have no makeup on literally you look like a supermodel wherever you walk but apart from how amazing you sound and how amazing you look is the is the sort about you i know it's a very it's not narcissistic but it's a bit of a strange question to ask but what do you think it is about you that people have just like tapped into and just absolutely got i show off on time <laughs> You show up one time. I don't know, and I'm. I, I, I guess I'm quite inquisitive. I always like to learn. Over time, I guess I, I'm. I'm not afraid to, to be, shit, and to just, just be myself. You know, and I'm you not take afraid. Take the piss a bit as well, don't you? Not yourself. I love that. Like, yeah, you take I, the piss. I never take myself too seriously. I think I don't know what what is it. What is it about me? <laughs> That makes that makes it work. I don't know. You can sit and think about that over the whole of quarantine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I've just, I, I am an open book, and I think I always, I have been, and that's that's made it easy for me to write. And I don't know. The end. <laughs> the end. All right. Last, last, last question for you. Actually, two. We've already spoke about this before, but who, who was the person you've met? since all this has happened where you've had to like pinch yourself a bit or you've been like oh my god there's blah blah over there I don't know about there's blah blah over there but the <laughs> night I was on I was on a, a zoom call talking about the the stay at home cover the live lounge cover and Dave Grohl was on was on the line and I oh. literally buckled right after he spoke 
like they were like Dave it's so amazing it's like, you know hey. tell us tell us a little about bit about your part and then he he spoke and I could hear his voice and then they're like and do it how do you feel and I'm like uh yeah 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 really really no way anyway, my parents thought it was it was all right like they, they said my interview was good but sometimes in my head I think I completely buckle and it just goes terribly wrong so that was definitely a moment for me that's that's high up there all right babe and last thing but not least what is next where do you see yourself in okay do a leap at like 50 or 40 are you still going to be doing Madonna and just living life to the full and performing or you're going to be sat up in a vineyard somewhere where where, did you see it oh my god I mean I want to do this for as long as I I possibly can you know I mean I feel like Madonna peaked at like 40 45 (laughs) it was amazing she was she made like the best fucking pop album literally you know and you know she continues to to fucking kill it so I think women can we can just we can do it for however long we want to and then at some point I don't know when, but I'll, I'll retire with a couple of dogs, <laughs> pick up smoking again. Just, <laughs> just, oh, I can't just, wait to oh, see you. This has made me miss you even more. I know, it's made me miss you too. When, when this me... is all over, we're going to go out, please, and let's just yes. uh, play our song together because I want it. Do that. And just dance around. <laughs> Absolutely. And dance around. All right. Thank you so much, babe. This I love year. you. Thank I you. love I miss you, so you so much. much. This has really made me miss you. I'm going to text you every week and check up in. <laughs> yeah. Please thank do. you so much. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. This was actually one of the first episodes that I recorded for the podcast and um, I think you can all tell how, how happy, how excited I was um, it was just amazing to catch up with her and you know talk about a success and talk about a story, I felt like I was I was right back there with her from being a struggling songwriter and just hoping that you know an artist would take the songs that we wrote and, and sing them all around the world and, and I think that's something that we can all clearly say and say that she's done Um, it was a pleasure to speak to her I hope that you enjoyed it and if you did enjoy the podcast make sure you subscribe to the series and please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on I'll be back next week with another amazing guest this is what we could have been thanks for listening and we'll see you next time what we could have been